0: Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it is still a privilege for us to meet, and I hope that the Lord is taking good care of you, and we appreciate everything that our Lord is doing for us, and may God richly bless you. Uh, before we go to the reading of the weight and the other stuff, let's just bow our heads and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for the time that you have granted to us. We appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you, dear God, for what you are doing for the believers. Dear God, we as well remember those that are sick and afflicted, may you heal them. And dear God, those that have lost loved ones, may you comfort them. And this morning we are reminded of the family of Francis of brother steve francis who has been promoted to glory may you strengthen the family may you strengthen his dear wife may you strengthen the assembly in newcastle and lord we appreciate you for the life that he has lived the gift that you had bestowed upon his life that went on to become a blessing around the world we appreciate everything in the name of our lord jesus christ amen God bless you, Richly. Now, we received the news last night that uh, our elder brother, Steve Francis, has been promoted to glory after being sick for quite some time, uh, or briefly rather, and we just want to remember his family, his wife the believers as well in newcastle may god richly bless them as we continue to pray for them now i just thought maybe let me just go down the memory lane for three minutes (coughs) and check something that brother steve francis said a while back he was an elder he was a pastor he was a husband He's a man that we held in high regard because of the kind of life that he has lived. And I look at his life, I say, what a life, what a ministry, what a gift, what a sacrifice, what a blessing that Brother Steve Francis was among us. Now, in the message, we do not have a seminary. Uh, but uh, at the risk of sounding controversial, if the message community had a university, there's absolutely no doubt that Brother Steve Francis would have been a dean in that university and be responsible for the faculty of the seven seals slash a third pool or the entire mysteries of God. He was such a gifted man But yet he was a very humble man. Never, never in number of years that I've known him and few times that I sat down with him uh, ever detected any arrogant spirit. Always humility. It's quite uh, subtle to us because I think it was 2017 we heard him here in Weedbank preaching for us and the theme of the convention was the revelation of the seventh seal, and he was sharing the meetings with Brother Joseph Latola. Now, it's amazing when I went down to see Brother Joseph, uh, and he told me that I heard that Brother Steve was not feeling well. It was the time when he had a heart to travel, and I remember Brother Joseph Latola said we should have another convention, where we not, we are not preaching on the revelation of the seventh seal, but on the manifestation of the seventh seal. Now, the two men that preached in that convention are gone in the same year, but I believe that they must be preaching the manifestation of the seventh seal on the other side. Such gallant men, men whose doctrine or whose stance or whose teachings were never controversial. You could listen without being jittery because of the purity that came from their ministries. So may God continue to strengthen the families and the assemblies. And God knows everything is predetermined by God. So let me just go down the memory lane. and then brother steve how would you want to be remembered
1: <laughs> i'm not sure if i want to be remembered
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you how i will remember you i will remember you as this you, 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 you see in our time we had three three main main men i would call them it was all oral Roberts it was billy graham it was william brennan the likes of Ma- the likes of Ma- the likes of miles monroe are the students of oral roberts and when i think of the best of the best of students of malachi of Hope, i think of brother steve francis
1: oh no <laughs> uh, i appreciate that but uh, look there are many many wonderful ministers of this message Oh, yes, Uh, everywhere and uh, I appreciate them and uh, you know, but I think above all things, people should look at your life and look at what kind of impact you have made on them and then you don't purposely want to make an impact. It's not like I'm doing this so that I want to have an impact on the people. It's just that you, you just be what you are. That's the most important thing is to be exactly what you are. So if you are what you are and you are just doing what you are doing and then you just expressing yourself the way that God wants you to express yourself. And I think that's the thing that people remember all the time because there's too much of hypocrisy. You know, because you say one thing and do something else. You preach one thing and do something else, you know. So I think it's very important that you absolutely be yourself. Like, even to the young ministers, don't try to be like somebody else. Don't try to preach like somebody else. Because if God has given you a gift, that gift is very unique. You know, there can only be one of you. We don't want another Steve Francis. <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Now, Brother Steve, what is your heartfelt message to the message community?
1: I believe we are right now in a very wonderful time. I know it is locked down and people look at it very negatively, but I believe this is a wonderful time. And I think that God has actually allowed us this time to have an introspection into our lives. And I can honestly tell you, I'm telling you this from deep down in my heart. I have never in all of my 41 years, felt as close to God as I do now through this lockdown and it's not just I saying that I've had people from our church saying so also that the fact that they're listening to the word every day and they felt so much closer they're understanding the word better so I believe right now we should put ourselves out of the way and just get ourselves into the word and let God lead you and guide you and prepare yourself because Brother Brennan said categorically, the purpose of this message is to get a bride or get a people ready and prepared for the rapture. So this is not a time of storytelling. This is a time where you got to preach rapturing faith to the people, get them ready for the going away. And therefore, I believe, you know, that God has actually uh, allowed
0: us this time i believe that god is in this completely hundred percent that god is in this lockdown what a life what a ministry what a gift what a man may god richly bless the francis family uh, for having shared the brother steve francis with the Bride of Jesus Christ around the globe. It gives us confidence to see such elders exiting life in such a dignified manner, having held the message with such integrity, no controversy, kept it right in the middle of the road, right until the end, and made the message which is Jesus Christ revealed in the end time, very central to their ministry. May God richly bless the assembly in Newcastle. We will hold you in our prayers. God knew better, and God decides better, and God does better. God bless you richly. Uh, I want to speak on my, the title of my message, The Right Product. A wrong approach. The right product, a wrong approach. But let's go to the reading of the weight as we maybe pray before we read the weight. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you once again as we are about to read your weight. May you come and guide us. And dear God, help us to connect with the Spirit that put the text today in the bible may it be a blessing to both a listener and a speaker and may it help the speaker as it helps uh, the listeners we continue to keep everyone in prayer in the name of our lord jesus christ amen now for the scripture reading we are going to turn to the book of john 13 john chapter 13 saint john uh, 13th chapter uh, from the 34th verse to the 30, 35th verse. It reads in this manner. And your commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. But this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. This is how Jesus Christ had the desire to that something that would become a trademark of Christianity. A hallmark of Christianity would be when we love one another. And this is exactly what is going to identify us as believers, as Christians to all men. That's what Jesus spoke about in this scripture. Now, I said I want to speak about the right product and the wrong approach. I come from the make it sales and marketing background. I've been in sales and marketing for a number of years. So, uh, sales is second to my nature. Now, what we were taught. Uh, sales people is that you may have a great product you may have a product that people need but if you approach people wrongly despite their need for your product they are not going to embrace your product they are not going to buy your product so the, the superiority of the product can be negated by the mediocrity of approach. <laughs> Let me say that. The superiority of the product can be negated by the mediocrity of approach. That's why I say you can have the right product, but when you've got the wrong approach, you aren't going anywhere. And that's why... We want to unpack and maybe just to say it for what it is. The right product is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The right product is the revelation or it is the message of the hour in our time. The the message that was presented to us by Malachi 4, according to Malachi 4, uh, verse 4, 5 and 6, According, as he made a promise that I'll send you Elijah the prophet, he brought the message. And as according to Luke 17, 30 and Revelation 10, verse 1. Now, we have received the product that has been uh, mentioned in those three scriptures. Now, after we have received this product, this product is not inferior. This product is, is God's way of escape in the end time. This product is a way into the rapture. This product has got the key that unlocks the rapturing faith. This product has got the power of divine healing. This product, this product, there's quite a lot from it emanated solid marriages, solid ministries, sound young men, sound young women. It is absolutely, absolutely a great product. And, I always say there's never been a system and there will never be another system where we are that can produce what the message of Malachi for has produced. Sound men, sound ministries, sound women, sound marriages. I can go on, on and on. But this, I have to admit and unapologetically say it is the best product that God has ever given in the 20th and 21st century, it is the message of Malachi 4. Let me repeat so that Satan hears me and hears me very well. In the 20th century and as well as in the 21st century, there is no greater product that heaven has ever released upon the human race than the message of Malachi 4. You can Try to find other ways, but you will never produce what this message has produced. It's a great product. However, great as it is, we are going to look at why with such a great product, why has it been a lot of time misrepresented by a wrong approach? Misrepresent. This message can set the whole world on fire. This message can set... Any other, any community on fire. But, uh, and you cannot say it cannot be done. The earlier church, when the word of God was published throughout the regions, that's what the way the Bible says, it caused such a commotion. Everybody knew that there is something happening here. And I have to say, this message has got the same potentials. But we are going to see how, in recent times, their wrong approach to the message has somewhat, for a lack of a better word, subverted the message, and that is why, if we take it further, and you want to find a messagical way of phrasing it. No wonder Brother Brenham comes and speaks about the second crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he speaks of it in the message indictment. I hope one day there would be a minister with a backbone. A minister who is not afraid to lose friends, a minister who is not afraid to, to rattle the nest, and would come and preach the message—an indictment to the message believers because of the manner in which we have behaved in recent times, contrary to the aspirations and objectives and the motives of William Brenner. And I think we used to speak about denominations. Uh, we are done. This is a time to look into the mirror and say, this speaks about us. This calls us to correct certain things and put certain things into place. I, be, I, I repeat, <laughs> the message of the hour is the greatest product for the 20th, both for the 20th and the 21st century. And it is the last step into the rapture. It is the pinnacle of God's final stages Here on earth, as far as the Gentile dispensation is concerned, and the very same message, the very same message will be taken back to the Jews, and in one day, a nation will repent. And that's how 144,000 will come in. The same message, same product will be presented to the Jews. That's, I want to show you how powerful this product is now. The prophet of God speaks in this message. Show us the Father, and it will suffice us. Paragraph 24. He says, may I stop here a moment in my story and say, I think that's what's the matter with me and many of us brethren. With God A great product here. We've got a great product here. But we are approaching the public wrong with it too much. Making us isolationist. Making us isolationist. See, it will sell itself. Just leave it. The prophet of God says we've got, he included himself there, he says, we've got a great product here. And I submit, we've got a great product. But it says, many a times, many a times, we are approaching the public wrong with it too much, making us isolationists. We're going to get and unpack what he means. So the prophet has diagnosed a problem that we've got a great product, but the approach many times is wrong. And don't get into a defensive mechanism. We're going to unpack of what we speak about because diagnosis has got to be detailed. And once the the diagnosis has been done, we have to find a cue of what has been diagnosed. The approach many times with this great product is wrong. That's what a prophetic diagnosis says here. But we're going to unpack so that we help. Now, I I, I will get somewhere. Uh, Let me not run ahead of myself. I almost got excited. Now, to be an isolationist, or an isolationist is a person who believes in keeping to one's own affair rather than becoming involved in the affairs of others. So, Brother Mamma says, we are isolationists. We, we keep to ourselves, ourselves and do not want to get involved in the affairs of others. Now, you, you, you are not going, no matter how anointed you may be, no matter a prayer warrior you may be, no matter how strong spiritually you are, you will never, ever win anybody to the kingdom of God without being empathetic. And let me take it further. You will never even pray for anyone and pray for their healing and that healing be granted until you become empathetic. I don't say sympathetic. I'm saying Uh, empathetic. There's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy, it is shame. You feel pity for them. Shame. But empathy is to put yourself in that person's shoes and feel their pain and feel their shame and feel whatever they are feeling in their predicament. Now, you will never win anybody to the kingdom of God. Until such time, you become empathetic to an individual that you are testifying to. What do I mean? Brother Brenham says many a times, I would look at a sick person, and it will provoke such a compassion in me, and I will look at that person, and I'll say, this man is old enough to be my dad, is old enough to be somebody's dad. Oh, and Brother brother Branham will go through that. That's what we call an empathy. We know there was a time where he saw a man without shoes and he gave the man the shoes. That's empathy. Now, without empathy, you are not going to effect the change that you desire to effect. And we are going to unpack what we mean by that. So, when we become isolationist, it means it is their problem we are fine here. Now, and you will begin to see how that has compromised quite a lot of things over a period of time. Initially, it was that attitude it was towards the world and denominations, but that attitude has been adopted within message cycles towards each other. It is wrong. It is wrong to be an isolationist. It is wrong to be an isolationist. It is a misrepresentation of the gospel. And we are going to unpack what we mean. There is nothing wrong with the message of the hour. Let me start here. There is nothing. If there is the purest thing and perfect thing and sublime thing that is available in the end time, it is the message of the hour. Let me repeat. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the message of the hour. The message of the hour is the final arbiter of God's will that has been revealed in the end time. Nothing wrong with that. But we are going to interrogate the approach of the people or how this great product has been mishandled, and how it can be handled better so that it become of such great effect Upon the people and across communities around the world. Now, the prophet says something here very critical. He says, paragraph 73 in the message, Godhead
2: explained.
0: Godhead explained, paragraph 73. Paragraph 73. He says, Because I would rather be wrong in my doctrine and right in my heart than to be right in my doctrine and wrong in my heart. Let's pause here. These are not my weights. (laughs) These are the weights of the prophet. He says, I would rather be wrong in my doctrine and right in my heart than to be right in my doctrine and wrong in my heart. What does William Brenham say here? He simply says, it is possible, highly possible, highly possible, to be right in doctrine and be wrong in, this, in the heart. You can have a wrong Doctrine, or you can have a right doctrine, right doctrine, but have a wrong spirit. Now, this one, I'm going to be very slow here because I know it's a game changer. He says, I'd rather be wrong in my doctrine and be right in my heart. Brother Branham, is it possible For one to be wrong in doctrine and be right in the spirit. Because we thought the right doctrine brings the right spirit. (laughs) But the prophet of God says, I would rather be wrong in my doctrine and right in my heart than to be right in my doctrine and wrong in my heart. He would have never said this statement unless... It is possible. He would have never advanced this idea unless it is possible. So, therefore, on the basis of this quotation and few quotations that back up this statement, I want to submit you can be right in doctrine and be wrong in your heart. And somebody can be wrong in doctrine but be genuine and right in their hearts. Oh, this is getting hot now. Now, let me take it further. You can have and be and identify with the message of the hour and yet still be wrong in your heart. Identification... And being in the message of the hour and having a tag of a message believer, it is in no way a guarantee that you are right in your heart. You can have those and still be wrong in your heart.
2: Wow. Now, let's put it this way.
0: A, and a, a lot of times, let me pause here for a while. A lot of times I've
2: seen people who are right in doctrine. And their rightness in the research awaits their rightness
0: in their doctrine makes them to be arrogant or their perceived rightness of their doctrine makes them to be arrogant. But your prophet says, you will never go far with God when you allow an arrogant spirit to come closer to you. He says, show me a group of people that are humbled I will show you the most powerful group upon the face of the earth.
2: Now, even
0: how we approach, let me go before I come within, let me go outside. Even how we approach the public, and this is not only limited to message believers, it is as well applicable to the mainstream Christianity. And Christians have got to understand one thing. Anything that you do that is devout of love will never be effective in the kingdom of God. Let me pause here. Anything that you do, no matter how you deem it to be right and correct, if it is devout of the love of God in it, it will not go far. Be it divine healing, be it deliverance ministry, be it preaching deeper mysteries of God, whatever be whatever it may be, if it is devout of the love of God, it will never go far. I'll unpack what I mean by that. Now, what maybe to bring you up to speed and give some a testimony of some, some of the testimonies some that some of us have when we came into the message of the hour. When I came, I must have been around about 13, 12, 13, very young boy. Now when I came in, I, I didn't understand much. I was given a book, a church age book that I had to read. And I was reading and I was beginning to understand the fundamentals. But most of the times when things were being preached, they would go over my head. Now, if, if you came into the message and you understood everything at a go, something definitely is wrong with you. Because that's why Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I spoke as a, child, as a man. And when I was a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I understood as a man. Now, but despite a lack of understanding on many facets of the message. If there is one thing that stood out, if there is one thing that was distinct when I looked at this group of people, as a young young lad, looked at them as a young lad with options to be, in whatever church that I wanted to be, was not forced. But what attracted me, what made me to see that there is something of substance here, there is something that is attractive here, it is the atmosphere of love that was created by believers. When I came under that atmosphere, Despite my lack of understanding, something told me there is only one thing that can produce such an atmosphere where people, despite the background, despite the classes, will come together and call one another a brother and a sister. And embrace one another fully despite differences in nationalities, differences in tribes, differences in race. Something said, surely it has to take one thing to produce this. This is the gospel. Hear me? The atmosphere created the desire. To stick around and keep on nibbling at this thing until a full understanding came later. The understanding didn't come initially. The understanding came later after I was sucked in by this atmosphere of love. And I asked other people and I realized that most of them were moved and captivated by this Atmosphere of love. It was not because somebody preached it deeper. It was not because somebody walked out of a wheelchair. It was the atmosphere of love among brethren that made my little heart to melt and say, Surely, there must be something of substance about this product. I admit. That my coming in is because my, the product was presented in a correct and rightful way. And that is why it achieved the desired result. Now, look at what Brother Branham speaks about. <laughs> if you find... I'll get to this quotation because some things keep on coming up. If you find a person that is wrong in their beliefs, and you look at them, and you become condescending, and you become disrespectful, you become dismissive, you become degrading. You are not going to win that
2: individual. If,
0: let me give an example. If I drive a BMW and you want to sell me a Mercedes-Benz and the first thing that you say is to tell me how useless my BMW is, you are taking my choice, you are taking my integrity, you are taking my judgment, and I'm going to go into a defensive mode, and I'm not going to embrace what you are presenting because of your approach. We're going to give examples here, but let's get to this Quotation. In the message, the path of life, the message, the path of life, paragraph 24, he says, brethren, I believe that we have the thing that the world must have. <laughs> Unquote. I believe that we have the thing that the world have. Must, not shoot. Must have. But we've got to approach it in a way. You see, speaking about the approach. What if you were a carpenter? I'll take the man on the end here, or brother borders over there.'s a carpenter, I believe. Well, what if he was driving? with a hammer like this and driving nails and I had an automatic hammer of some sort that I, I could pour a keck of nails into it and hold it like this and, brup and drive them both up like that a whole lot better than he could with his hammer. So his hammer is manual and now this one has got an automatic hammer. Now, If I could walk up to him and say, oh, boy, you're not even in it. You know nothing about it. Why? You are meshing your fingers. My, you just haven't got a product to begin with. I am offending him. I will never sell the hammer. That's right. It, see, it's my approach with what I have, my product, I know is better than what is God. But I've got to remember, I've got to approach him in the right way. It can't get better than this. Imagine. But Imagine if you approach this man that is using a manual hammer, he's busy with the hammer, sm- meshing up his fingers, and you approach him and say, Oh, you are, you are, you are, you are doing very great. You are such a, a great carpenter. Your work speaks for itself. You are an amazing carpenter. And, uh, you, you know, I love the signature of your work. But, you know, Uh, because of the manual hammer, it takes you much longer to do the work than it would have been if you used the automatic uh, hammer. The automatic hammer was going to speed up your work and your turnaround time is going to become better and your customers are going to become happy and you're going to increase your earnings because of your customers being happy and your referrals are going to go up. Why don't you just take this hammer, automatic hammer, try it for a week and see how it goes. This approach has a better chance of that man taking your automatic hammer than the other approach that Brother Brennan explained. Now, isn't exactly how we have done With the message of the hour, you find, you know, Brother Brenham. I've seen, going to the message, Brother Brenham met many women preachers. He was against women preachers, but every time he met a woman preacher, Brother Brenham was respectful, Brother Brenham was considerate. Go and check in one message, he even prayed for one that had. A throat problem. But boy, the people, we that came after this great man of God that exhibited the Christian traits, every time we meet people, we destroy and offend them in the process under the illusion that we must offend the people. It is not the gospel. The gospel is good news. You must have a wisdom even to correct an individual. There is a way to correct an individual without offending the individual. You've got to be considerate. You've got to be empathetic when we are going to get into those things. So you don't find a group of people and say, if you don't believe the message, you are going to go to hell. That is not the right approach. Surely, if you came that way to me, I'm not going to accept what you are presenting to me. But if you tell me that what I have is the best based on what I have known all the time, and I've done the best that I could have done, uh, that I have done with the little that I have, but you've got something that can elevate me to the next level of revelation I am bound to be captivated. I am bound to be intrigued and to be intrigued to hear more about what you are talking about. But a lot of times, downgrading, derogatory, dismissive, disrespectful, and that attitude that we used to give people out there. We are beginning now to internalize it and give it to one another. This assembly against that assembly. And it is a gross misrepresentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ because when you love one another, these all men will know that you are my disciples. There's been an obsession in recent times about we want to be right at all costs. But let me stop here and come to this one.
2: Brother Branham says
0: in this message, designing the body of the Lord. Paragraph 72. He says, our churches are broken
2: up. I have a challenge I have a challenge Nelson Mandela and an unbeliever Nelson Mandela a divorcee Nelson
0: Mandela a non-church was sent to prison for 27
2: years. His relatives passed away, and he was not given an opportunity to go and bury them. But when Mandela
0: came out, after he lost 27 years of his life, he comes, he speaks of reconciliation. He speaks about forgiveness. He speaks about selflessness. He invites the very judge that sentenced him to prison and have a lunch with his wife. Actually, he had a, a lunch with the with the judge. And the very man that was the architect of the apartheid system, Fairwood, he invited the wife of Fairwood, they had lunch. He spoke about reconciliation. He spoke about forgiveness. An unbeliever.
2: But today we have ministers.
0: Today we have pastors. Today we have believers that carry the message, but cannot get along with other believers, cannot reconcile with other believers, cannot forgive other believers. But here is an unbeliever, 27 years in jail, he comes out with no room for bitterness. But you have a Bible spoken with, a tape, but full of bitterness
2: It's up to you what you decide to do with that information but I had to share that you with that Our churches are broken up
0: many dividing themselves separating themselves not seemingly to have the faith Splitting hairs over little insignificant doctrines. Splitting hairs over little insignificant doctrines. We should come together, arm and heart, and pray and fast, and call until God sends back the Holy Ghost, that we might have spiritual discernment. Did you hear being divided over little insignificant doctrines. But the prophet says, we have to outgrow that, the splitting of hairs over insignificant things. Now, this message, the influence of another, paragraph 71, it says the thing to do, is protect this message the way it's going. If somebody says protect something, it's because they are aware that what needs to be protected may be exposed to harmful elements.
2: The thing is to do
0: is protect this message the way it's going. Stay right with it and knock and knock everything away from it if we are ever going to cross the goal line. All right. So the prophet said we have to protect this message and knock everything away from it. And I think the first thing that we need to knock away from the message of the hour is a clenish spirit. Because clean spirits unless it's attended to it 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 will make you to degenerate into a denomination denomination a lot of people still don't understand what the denomination denomination is a spirit it's not just a structure you can be a denomination while you are in the message you can be denominated while you are in the message but the prophecy let us protect this let us knock everything that may harm this message And I think what needs to be knocked off, as I say, it is the clannish spirit, the disrespect towards one another, the degradation of one another. We have to be our brother's keeper.
2: Now, the prophet says in this message, divine love, paragraph 17,
0: And you know there is some kind of people that's really good. Only you just can hardly stand to be around them. That's right. What is it? They create that atmosphere. There is some kind of people that you just love to be around. They create that atmosphere that they live in. I said when we came into the message what sucked us into the message what is the what is the was the atmosphere that people created now in recent time that atmosphere has been diluted by harmful elements a pastor that used to get along with this pastor they never get along. A brother that used to get along with this brother, uh, he know, he, they don't get along. Now, to the young people, they ask themselves, <laughs> if this is a great product, but the elders and people that have long been in the message behave in this manner around it, it makes the message to be of none effect, especially to the young People, church politics, somewhat compromised the effectiveness of the message of the hour. And while at here, Brother Brenham says, "It's a direct quotation. Go and check it." He says,
2: "You are bound to, to get unity
0: among which doctors." than you would get among ministers. Hmm. I'll repeat. Sounds sagacious, but it's how you put it. Go and check it. It's easier to get harmony among witch doctors than it would be to get harmony among ministers. What is it that makes it difficult among ministers? It's because of ego is because of a territorial spirit is because of a hierarchical mindset those things are the ones that make the message to be of none effect there was a time where i had to be somewhere with a group of pastors and we you know we had to invite others these ones that i was with they said no will not be part of that because those ones that are coming, they are not, they are not really revelated enough. They are not deep enough. These are this message pastors speaking about other message pastors. It's just brookma. If they are not revelated enough, shouldn't we be going to them with empathy, with respect, with love? and help them with their lack of revelation. Why should we be dismissive? Why should we behave like we are the private school of the message of the hour, and they are in some neglected uh, public school of the message of the hour? This cleanish, arrogant pride has destroyed the effectiveness of the message of the hour, and that is why I'm speaking about an approach Let's hear in the message, Blind Bartimius, Paragraph 71, Brother Bram speaks about when he heard the noise. When Blind Bartimaeus heard the noise, he wondered what it was all about because there was just a commotion. Then he speaks about a certain woman that came to Blind Bartimaeus. And I like how Brother Bram describes this woman who helped blind Bartimaeus to understand what the commotion was all about. He says, paragraph 71, she must have been a follower of Jesus. She must have been a follower of Jesus because the followers of Jesus is always considerate. The followers of Jesus are always considerate. And they are kind-hearted. They are kind-hearted and like to help people, like to do something to help somebody. All followers of Jesus act that way. Whether they are old people trying to cross the street, a follower of Jesus doesn't just go on by and let them stand there and to get run over. He stops and helps them across the street. And if you see some poor old person with a big bunch of groceries, a follower of Jesus helps them, pack them home. And if they see somebody in need, they go help them. That's what followers of Jesus does. They are always kind, tender-hearted, showing compassion, doing things for somebody. Are we the followers of Jesus? You speak about the seventh seal, but you are rooted to your colleagues at work. You speak about the third pool, but you mistreat some of your family members. You speak about the revelation of the Son of Man, but brother, you mistreat even your wife. Even neighbors are aware of it.
2: Such hypocrisy. It
0: is the mishandling of this great product. It is the wrong approach to this product. Folks, now even even in the message of the hour, I see we are raising young men that have no respect. Some of our young people have no respect. Let me tell you something, young men. I don't care whether how anointed you are. When you meet an old man, he may not be in the message. He may be a drunkard. But when you meet an old man, you have to respect that old man. Because how you treat that old man, somebody, somewhere is watching. We don't respect people because they know the truth. We respect them even if they don't know the truth. I know what I'm talking about. There are some young men, as soon as they get baptized and come into the message, the first thing when they are dead, who are not believers, are trying to tell them, To do something, even that is not contrary to the word of God, a person becomes dismissive and even calls his own father a demon. You will never, you will never win that father of yours with that attitude. You have to be salty, you have to be humble, you have to be patient, patient, you have to be loving. Until your father says, hang on. This boy, there is something about him. He has changed. He respects me. He listens to me. And would be interested to know
2: what makes you be like that. Now, let me
0: go to Just to summarize what Brother Branham said in the last quotation, the followers of Jesus are always considerate. They are kind-hearted. They like to help people. They love showing compassion. And if you say you are the follower of Jesus Christ, brother, you must exhibit these attributes, considerate being kind-hearted, like to help people, showing
2: compassion. A brother,
0: when you are sitting down and an old person comes, maybe you're on a bus, you are sitting down, and here comes an elderly person, you can't just be sitting on your chair reading really on your seat, reading the spoken word while an elderly woman is standing here. A gentleman, a follower of Jesus Christ will stand up and say to the old lady, you may take your seat, I will stand so that you are, you are well seated because of your age. Other people are looking at you. They look at your mannerism. And they realize that such manners, we don't have them in the end time anymore. When you see elderly people and you speak to them, you take off your head to show respect. You don't talk to elderly people while wearing shades, sunglasses, even in a dark room. What's going on with you? Take them off. Be a gentleman. Show that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Be considerate. Be empathetic. Show compassion. Help somebody. And somebody will watch and say, there goes a follower of Jesus Christ.
2: In the message, adoption, paragraph 24. Adoption, paragraph 24.
0: But the thing I want to try to get to you is this. That a man that is in Christ
2: with the Holy Ghost can bear with a man when he is wrong.
0: A man that is in Christ can bear with a man that is wrong. I have seen the scarcity of this virtue called patience. I have seen the scarcity of this virtue called brotherly kindness. But the prophet is giving you that a man that has reached and is beyond, is in, in the other side, He has reached the promised land. He is in the land. He has arrived. He is no longer in Egypt. He is no longer in the wilderness. He is now in the land. Brother Brennan says, such a man can bear with a man when he is wrong. He is long-suffering, gentle, patient. He is sweet. Humble, faithful, filled with a spirit, never negative, always positive. He is a different person. This is a man that is in. Doesn't he hate his brother because his brother is wrong. Doesn't he undermine his brother because his brother lacks revelation? Doesn't become downgrading to sinners. He hates sin, but he loves a sinner.
2: May God give us such men. May God give us The ability to be able to be there for our fellow brethren. But he says, a man that is yonder, this is what he can do. He will bear with his brother. Even when his brother is wrong, he will pray for his brother. He will be patient with his brother. Now, I want us to look at something here. Brother Brenham speaks about a brother. This brother had come into the message. And his wife was not a believer. And the
0: brother wanted to convince the wife to come to the message of the hour. And I want you to hear what the prophet speaks about so that I demonstrate the right approach
2: versus the wrong approach.
0: He says in paragraph 202, why are people so toast about? He says, a young fellow come to me not long ago. He was a Pentecostal. He had seen too many of these meetings. He goes in. His wife was a staunch Lutheran. She said, oh, I guess you all went down and shouted last night and said, I guess you were all speaking in tongues and doing all this last night. He got down on the floor and said, God, I cast the devil out of here. I cast the devil out of a almost a divorce case. The man, a fine man, he came to me and said, "Brother Brenham, we are going to have a divorce, I guess." Said, "I just can't get the devil to move out of here." In paragraph two zero five, Brenham says, "I said." Brother, you are going at it the wrong way. I said, when she starts like that, say, All right, dear. Bless your heart, honey. And be real kind to her. Just see how much you can do for her. And said, Brother Brennan, well, how will I ever get the devil out? Said, I said, you do as I say. And just keep praying in your heart. See? I said, God will take care of the rest of it. He called me up about two or three weeks later. He said, my home is revolutionized." He said, my wife is a different person. I said, which is the most powerful? Screaming and kicking and stomping or putting your arms around her in love? God is love. Brethren, God is love. So, Brother Branham is showing the young man who says, my my wife has got a demon. He's casting out a demon, calling his wife a demon, almost caused a divorce. And I want to say, I've seen this many a times. Where brother comes into the message, the wife remains behind. He's even under pressure from other believers to say you are a man of the house, you must show that you are a man, you will cause a divorce. You don't bring people into the kingdom of God by shouting. You don't bring people into the kingdom of God by iron fist. You bring people into the kingdom of God by love, by being kind, by praying for them. This has left many of us. The interaction is hostile. Interaction many times is degrading. People say words that you think, Did this person, does this person have a thinking man's filter? How do you say something like this about your brother in Christ? How do you say something like this about your sister in Christ? I say, let us go back where we allow the Holy Spirit to display the fruits of the Spirit through us. So we become loving, we become kind. There's no use to know the deeper mysteries of God when you don't have the love of God within your heart. I'll repeat, there is no use to understand and be articulate on the deeper things of God, great as they are. But when you do not have love where people can feel Not loving the people that agree with you. Not loving people that are in your church. Loving people that are not in your church. Loving people that have mistreated you, but exhibiting that love. That's what we call a hallmark, a trademark of Christianity. As we come to the end, my greatest desire is that may God be gracious to us. We've got a great product, and if we have mishandled it, may God be forgiving unto us. We've got a great product, and if it's somewhat we approach the public wrong with it, may God be gracious to us. And Brother Branham says, the greatest maturity that you can show as an individual, even as a leader, is to rise above fanaticism many of us became very fanatical and embraced even strange doctrines that made the message to be of none effect that's why brother brown say we were splitting heads over insignificant doctrines that have divided us but may god be merciful unto us as we pray Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. We appreciate you for all that you have done for us. We pray for every brother. We pray for every sister. If we have mishandled this great product in any way, forgive us, dear God. Dear God, we commit ourselves to you. Undertake for us those that are in need, grant them their needs, those that are sick, heal them, whatever they need, may you be there for them. As we commit everything to you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. God bless you richly, it has been a pleasure spending time with you. I'm just gonna play. That clip of Brother Steve Francis, one more time, and then from there we'll sign off. God bless you richly. Shalom. And then, Brother Steve, how would you want to be remembered?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to be remembered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you how I will remember you. I will remember you as this. You, 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 you see, in our time, we had three, three men, main men. I would call them. It was all Oral Roberts. It was Billy Graham. It was William Brennan. The likes of Ma- the likes of Ma- the likes of Miles Monroe are the students of Oral Roberts. And when I think of the best of the best of students of Malachi 4 i think of brother steve francis
1: oh no <laughs> uh, i appreciate that but uh, look there are many many wonderful ministers of this message oh yes uh, everywhere <laughs> and uh, i appreciate them and uh, you know but i think above all things people should look at your life you know? mm and look at what kind of impact you have made on them and then you don't purposely want to make an impact it's not like i'm doing this so that i want to have an impact on the people it's just that you you just be what you are that's the most important thing is to be exactly what you are so if you are what you are and you are just doing what you are doing and then you just expressing yourself the way that God wants you to express yourself. And I think that's the thing that people remember all the time, because there's too much of hypocrisy. You know, because you say one thing and do something else, you preach one thing and do something else, you know. So I think it's very important that you absolutely be yourself. Like even to the young ministers, don't try to be like somebody else. Don't try to preach like somebody else. Because if God has given you a gift, that gift is very unique. You know, there can only be one of you. We don't want another Steve Francis. (laughs) Wonderful.
0: Now, Brother Steve, what is your heartfelt message to the message community?
1: Well, I believe we are right now in a very wonderful time. I know it is locked down and people look at it very negatively but i believe this is a wonderful time mm-hmm. and i think that god has actually allowed us this time to have an introspection into our lives and i can honestly tell you i'm telling you this from deep down in my heart i have never yeah. in all of mm-hmm. my 41 years felt as close to god as i do now through this lockdown And it's not just I saying that. I've had people from our church saying so also. That the fact that they're listening to the word every day and they felt so much closer. They're understanding the word better. So I believe right now we should put ourselves out of the way and just get ourselves into the word and let God lead you and guide you and prepare yourself because Brother Brennan said categorically, the purpose of this message is to get a bride or get a people ready and prepared for the rapture. So this is not a time of storytelling. This is a time where you got to preach rapturing faith to the people, get them ready for the going away. And therefore I believe, you know, that God has actually uh, allowed us this time. I believe that God is in this completely 100% that God is in this lockdown.